Hi, Kate here and welcome back to Smart RD. World news. The US debt ceiling deal has cleared a major hurdle despite the Republican hard-right revolt. But what is it? Well, the debt ceiling is a law that limits the amount of money the US government can borrow to pay its bills, such as government employees, the military, social security, interest on national debt, etc. The cap is currently around $31 trillion, and every so often, US Congress votes to raise the ceiling so they can borrow more money. As the main parties have become more polarised in recent years, it's become more difficult to agree on the terms. The deal the Republicans put forward to curb spending would have meant the Democrats wouldn't have been able to carry out all of their campaign pledges, for example, tax incentives for electric vehicles and student loan forgiveness. Both parties are unhappy about the deal, but the important thing is that the US doesn't default on its debt, as this would affect stock prices and cause the economy to contract, leading to millions of redundancies. The 5th of June is the default deadline, so they're running out of time, but it looks as though the bill, which is a compromise for both sides, will pass. Business news now. Linda Yaccarino has been named the new chief executive of Twitter, which is big news for women as they manage fewer than 10% of Fortune 500 tech companies. Yaccarino is the former head of advertising at NBC Universal, one of America's biggest media companies. In her career, she has collaborated with big brands, encouraging product placement and TV advertising, along with new media such as Apple TV and Snapchat. It's thought that her advertising background will help Twitter, where ad sales have plummeted since Musk took over the company. Her nickname is the Velvet Hammer, as she is a tough negotiator. Her main challenge will be to make Twitter break even. No mean feat given it has only made an annual profit twice since its launch in 2006. She will also have to deal with criticism of how the company controls hate speech and misinformation. Advertisers have been leaving in droves since the takeover, and the changes Musk has made haven't gone down well with users either. Will Yaccarino be able to regain trust in Twitter and turn the company's fortunes around? That might depend on how much freedom she's given, as Musk will remain as executive chairman and chief technology officer. Hopefully, he'll give her the chance to prove herself and refocus his attention on Tesla and SpaceX. Entertainment, and a great way to relax and improve your English at the same time, is listening to music. Nowadays, you can Google song lyrics so you understand what they're singing about. And we know that music helps us to remember words. My favourite album of the year so far is Ed Sheeran's Subtract, which is the fifth and final instalment in the series using mathematical symbols for the titles, which began in 2011 with Plus. Sheeran is known for his storytelling, songwriting style, and whereas his music had been criticised for becoming a little hollow, Subtract takes him back to simple melodies with fine detail, beautiful lyrics, and his lilting voice shines through. He described the writing process for the album as brain to page, as the songs deal with some incredibly difficult and painful experiences, including the death of his girlfriend, his wife's tumour, a plagiarism lawsuit, which he rightfully won, and problems with depression. Writing songs is therapeutic for him, as it is for many musicians whose best work comes from tough times. I strongly recommend a listen. 
On to sport now, and Djokovic's controversial comments about Kosovo being the heart of Serbia have clouded the French Open. He and top-seeded Carlos Alcaraz have both advanced to the third round, so let's see if the Spaniard can defeat the outspoken Serb. Djokovic said a drama-free Grand Slam wouldn't be possible for him, and it does appear he does these things on purpose to get attention, or maybe he just uses his fame to promote his fascist mentality. Rafael Nadal, who has won the French Open 14 times, isn't playing this year due to an injury. Cameron Norrie, the last Brit in the game, was knocked out by a Frenchman and he hit out at what he considered unacceptable behaviour from the judges. More polemics in the women's singles as Ukraine's Marta Kostyuk refused to shake hands with her Belarusian opponent. I can't say I blame her. She believes Russian and Belarusian players should have condemned their country's actions in the invasion. So is all excitement at the French Open, on and off the court. Let's hope nothing else overshadows the tournament and we can focus on the actual tennis. Self-development. For some time now, I've been getting really annoyed and offended with people who fub me. Now, if you don't know what fubbing is, it's basically when people snub you and look at their mobile phone, even when you're sitting together having a coffee or a meal. It's one of my pet hates, and it got me thinking about my relationship with my phone and how I'd like to change it. I watched a video on YouTube by a lady called Catherine Price, and I was so interested that I bought the book, which is called How to Break Up with Your Phone. Now, these words strike fear into many people who can't bear the thought of not having a mobile phone. However, this doesn't involve throwing your phone away. It just encourages you to change the way you use it. We use our phones as cameras to keep in touch with people, find out information, pay for goods, listen to music, and that's fine. The phone itself isn't a problem. It becomes a problem when we are addicted. We constantly check it. We feel anxious if we don't have it in view and we fub others. As Price says, we love them, but we don't always love how they make us feel, which is, quote, busy but ineffective, connected but lonely. They are in control of us, not the other way round. So just a few facts from Price's book. UK adults check their phone about 33 times a day. This rises to 90 for young people. They spend an average of more than two hours per day on their phones. That's 30 full days a year. Apps use the same tricks as slot machines to lure you in and keep you hooked. Smartphones have many negative effects on our self-esteem, empathy, self-image, sleep, memory, attention span, focus and deep thinking to name but a few. They can cause anxiety, stress, depression, addiction, narcissism, OCD, ADHD, the list goes on. They are actually changing our brains. There is a reason why Steve Jobs, Bill Gates and other tech executives restricted their children's use of smartphones. They knew exactly what harm they could do. So now you know what harm your phone can do to you, next time we'll look at how to change your relationship with your phone. It's ultimately about balance. You controlling your phone, not the phone controlling you. So that's all from Smart Eridi for now. Remember to check out the vocabulary on the Super Brian app and I will talk to you soon. Take care now.